You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. This is it, people. This is the last Vox and Hops episode of 2020. That's right. I am taking two weeks off to spend some time with my family to uh, enjoy the great things in life, such as metal and craft beer, of course. I am really, really looking forward to it. To help celebrate the end of 2020, I am hosting an epic virtual New Year's party, aptly called Vox and Hops' Hoppy New Year Party. Uh, You should absolutely come to this. I'm inviting you all right now. Please come and hang out with me, some of the Vox and Hops alumni, the Thirsty Thursday gang. You're all invited. Come hang out. We're going to have a good time. This is happening, of course, on Thursday the 31st. It starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's going to run until after New Year. We're going to ring in 2021 virtually because that's the only safe way to do that this year. If you would like to come to Vox and Hops's Happy New Year party, send me a message on the Vox and Hops social media accounts and I will send you that private link. Tomorrow, make sure to check out Vox and Hops's Brutal Awakening playlist. The metal architect Jerry Monk himself is as we speak checking out all of the new music releases that have happened today and he is going to be adding the sickest tracks to the Brutal Awakening playlist. So tomorrow, check it out people because the metal architect knows what's up today on the final vox and hoffs episode of 2020 i am with chris valstrom of warfect here it is people this is vox and hoffs episode number 215 i warn you what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Chris Wallström of Warfect. I am so stoked to be with you. I love these singles that I've been hearing coming up from this record that you guys just dropped via Napalm Records, Spectre of Devastation. How are you doing, Chris? Let's start with a complex yet super fun question that I've been throwing at people recently. How have you been coping with 2020? Thank you for having me. Well, uh the uh it's uh it's a very unusual year that's for sure <laughs> uh but we recorded our album the spectre of devastation album in january so we've been quite busy the first uh quarter of the year with the production of the album and uh, uh and we had a few few shows uh booked for 2020 and all of them were postponed so like for all the all the other artists, I assume. So so we did actually do a few shows in January before this uh, stuff hit the street, so to speak. But uh, but but we've been working with the album and and all the stuff around the album and the release because we we uh, we signed with Apple Records this summer uh, and uh, after the signing we had a lot of stuff to do, uh, like catching up and and. Uh, like fixing before the the release, and this is uh, this is uh, well signing with Napalm Records is is the the uh, jump from underground to 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 another level. So we had to do a little a lot of stuff, that's for sure. Uh, but all the shows were were cancelled, so so nothing there. We we had uh, hopes to play uh, a release show uh, on November the thirteenth, so so in in a week. Uh, uh, but we cancelled it. 
so we we cancelled it today due to the covid uh, situation we 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 can't do it because uh, uh last week sweden uh they uh, they didn't uh, restrict people but they they uh, forced recommendations that you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't do that stuff and we we can't do it unfortunately so it, it's it's a, it's a sad year <laughs> it is yeah but at least you were busy and and, and it, you know had it been that you're at this point you're you're ready to tour this new record you just signed with a huge metal label and then covid hit that would have been much more difficult for you guys i think versus being in that creative finishing up the album and then getting all tying up all the loose ends and leveling up to the huge label standards uh it was probably actually a good year for that to happen and uh Kudos to you for canceling that gig. I know it was probably one of the hardest decisions that you guys had to yeah. make this year, but but I stand by you. It's the right decision, and I know for myself in Cryptopsy, I will not play a show until it's safe yeah. for everyone that is attending the show, and for myself playing the show, and for the venues that are hosting the show and the staff. There is no way that we're going to social distance appropriately in an extreme metal show. And I know I've been listening to your, your, your tracks. Once you guys get going, people aren't going to stand still. No, no usually they won't. <laughs> and <laughs> usually that's a good thing. So it's not even a show that I want to play no. standing on a stage to a bunch of, no, 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 it's not what extreme music is about. We actually said that if they force us to, to do a seated show, we would cancel. So maybe we, we, uh, we could have uh, gone through with the show on Friday uh, with seated audience, but we won't do it because that's not the same thing, and that's not what the audience expects. They they need to to be uh, at the stage, you know, at the front, you know, headbang and uh, drink beer. So and and that's uh, not something that uh, goes very well with COVID, unfortunately. <laughs> Absolutely not. But but it will be all the more worth it. Once we are back, I bet that, you know, I am been in, you know, mosh pit retirement for a few years now, but I imagine that when it's, you know, it is safe and there are shows happening again, I'm going to come out of pit retirement even because it's just going to be so exhilarating to, to finally be in that, in that environment again of extremity. And I, I, I can't wait to do it. And I, I imagine the shows that are going to happen post COVID are going to be some of the most intense shows that we have ever played as artists yeah pe people are really looking forward to to shows so it's going to be an intense <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you mentioned beer which is perfect because i needed to transition to uh, craft beer vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives music and craft beer chris what what beer do you have on your side there that we're going to virtually share introduce it to me please so i have uh, uh so this is uh from a local Brewery. It's a very small uh, brewery, uh, and this is uh, uh, an India Pale Ale, uh, which was released uh, just recently. Uh, so this is actually the first time I, I, I've tested it. I think so. So seven percent, um, and it's um, it's it's a really small local brewery, and uh, they do brew really good beer and. Uh, I like to support them, of course. Yeah. We have to. We have to just like we need our fans to support us right now. We must support local breweries and small industries everywhere because it's very difficult with COVID. What is the name of that brewery there, Chris? So Uddevalla Bryggeri. 
So it's it's uh, Uddevalla Brewery. <laughs> so Uddevalla is the city where where we're from. Awesome. That sounds awesome. Awesome. On my side, I'm going to be drinking Ginette from Bira Bar Maison, which is a very small brewery here in Montreal, Quebec. It is a, a 3.5% uh, sour hoppy brew. I'm going to crack this out and pour it out. And while I do that, tell me about the very first beer that you had, Chris. Do you remember the first beer that you've ever had? Oh, well, I don't remember specifically, but it, it would be uh, like a 3.5 beer. Uh, I think because I don't know how, how old I was, but probably pretty young, maybe too young. Uh, so so <laughs> I remember we, we bought 3.5 uh, beer and six packs and we hid them uh, in the woods. Uh, <laughs> and when we took the bus, we just picked them up and jumped on the bus and went to the party. So, yeah, it was probably some local like Swedish uh, 3.5 <laughs> beer lager. That was premeditated premeditated planning. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have spoken to a bunch of people from Sweden recently, funnily enough, and I've heard the whole story of the monopoly of all higher ABVs have to go to your state-run liquor store, and the way to get around that, a lot of people are making these low ABV, hence the yeah. 3.5 brews yeah. that you picked up there. Yeah. Very interesting. Cheers. Let's uh, Cheers. see what these beers got going on. Cheers. Let's try this one. Ooh, it's got a sour bite with nice little hop yeah. profile. Um, lemony. Uh, very interesting. I've had this beer before. I like it very much. Um, Ginette from uh, Bira, if you guys can get here in Montreal. Support Bira. Love it. Love it. How's yours? It, it's great. Uh, it's, it's a little reddish in the color. It's because of the red ale malt, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so this is a uh, like a limited, uh, like a limited run, I think. Uh, this one. Very cool. Very cool. Small batches. Yes. Yeah, I love how. Uh, just like in music, everything's experimental with craft beer. I love it. Yeah. That's hence why I have the podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about craft beer now. Do you remember your first craft beer? Because I know the craft beer scene in Sweden is just exploding right now. Yes, it's huge. So I can't recall exactly when I was introduced to craft beer, but we've had it for a while in Sweden and it's it's been growing uh, and now it's been exploding for the few last years so we do have these uh, like one big we've got lots of, of fairs i think but one big one uh in gothenburg like thousands attend like 30 40,000 i think lots of people uh so the whole town of gothenburg is like choked traffic jams and stuff when this is going on and then Lots of local breweries from all around Sweden are, and even uh, neighboring countries like Denmark and uh, Norway are gathering and, and bringing like uh, limited runs and uh, lots of fun stuff to try out. Uh, and uh, I've been going to that one for, for a few years. And this year, obviously, it was uh, canceled <laughs> because of COVID. So, so but it's, it's real fun. And then you... you you get the picture of how huge this this is with craft beer in Sweden. Uh, so we have loads and loads of breweries in in uh, the Gothenburg area, and and Uddevalla is like just north of Gothenburg. So we have extremely many 
good quality uh, breweries. So super good quality, actually, uh, in Gothenburg. Uh, I don't know how many, but lots of breweries. And that's, uh, that's really good if you're into craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> but the first time very a lot of explanation before <laughs> coming to an answer but but yeah it was probably it, it was probably like uh, five or ten years ago i think so so uh, the gothenburg scene was was pretty early uh in the craft brewery and now these these uh, uh breweries are, are owned because they get like acquired by the like by the giants of course because they know that wow this is this is money uh yeah. but we can, we can't do it ourselves we got to acquire uh, a local brewery and we need to keep the name and and you know stuff and people obviously uh but it was probably like five or ten years ago uh something like that when i was introduced to, to craft beer and then it became sort of an interest so nowadays I only drink craft beer, uh, except when I'm on tour. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, I try to to you know, it, it it's expensive of course. <laughs> yes. uh, but but I rather drink fewer beer but better quality. So so I I, I like to to like to to go to Systembolaget that's the monopoly <laughs> uh, government uh, controlled um, so so like to check out for new stuff new releases uh, new breweries and they usually have this uh, because they're they're actually very great uh Systembolaget so so they're doing a, a great job but they usually have this you know batches of of very hard to get stuff so i, I usually prowl that uh <laughs> that shelf uh for new stuff that's very exciting uh, but i'm really into craft beer yeah i love it i love it uh what would be a typical night for you for myself i love everything i i love craft beer i love sour brews i love low abv brews i love hoppy ipas i love the juicy hazy ipas i love stouts what what, what would be a, a typical drinking night for you if you're going out to taste some craft well beers? i i do like apas so uh, american pale ale uh, and uh, india pale ale obviously uh, those are probably my favorites. I, I do drink uh, like the sour stuff as well, but that's on occasion. Uh, I do do drink more IPAs and APAs uh, and imperial IPAs. Uh, so, so I usually try those first. Uh, yeah, those are my favorites anyway. Very cool. Very cool. Let, let, let's put craft beer on the shelf and move into music now. Um, talk to me about uh, the soundtrack of your youth. This is a classic Vox and Hops question at this at this point. Um, when you were at, were at home, when you were young, and your parents and guardians were listening to music, what music were they listening to when you were not in control? So my parents, uh, my dad was listening to, he was the one introducing me to, to like rock and roll music. So he was listening to UFO uh Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um I know that 70s hard rock stuff. He was very into that one. Uh so I, I liked it from the get-go, so to speak, and and uh 
I was into rock and roll music early and uh, it's been with me since. So for some reason, I, I, it grows on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Like yes, beer, it is. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also that, that tunneling vortex of once you're into it, you want more and you want something a little bit more intense, maybe a little bit more yes. extreme. What would have been the first band that was your band that you were obsessed with? Oh, uh, probably, probably Kiss, I think. Kiss or Guns N' Roses, I'm not sure, but it was in the 80s. And I remember my mom, when we were out playing, uh, she would bring the, the, uh, like the stereo outside when, when uh, a Kiss or a Guns N' Roses song was playing on the radio. Uh, so that was probably <laughs> so cool. the first, uh, like like more obsessive <laughs> stuff, yeah. That's amazing. Do you remember the first time you ever went to go witness live music, the first show that you ever attended? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure. But it might have been like a Metallica show. I think so. Really? I think it was. That's starting, starting up there. That's amazing. So, so it, you usually get into Metallica if you listen to, to Hard Rock or Metal uh <laughs> at least you did because they were so huge back then they're obviously huge now as well but you know what i mean after releasing the black album and stuff they were like the kings because they had released so many great albums and you you yeah and also i, I listened a lot to megadeth back then uh so so but probably metallica yeah do you remember that gig do you remember the feeling of it. Do you remember being in the crowd? Do you remember the goosebumps of when they finally hit the stage? Do you remember all that? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It was, it was, yeah, it was great. And I was, I was pretty young, I think. So, uh, I would imagine I would have like been tanking up on beer before because I wasn't uh, able to buy it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> How about your first time on stage? Do you remember your first show ever? Well, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it might have been with uh, Frederick, who is who is a uh, singer and guitarist uh, in Warfect, because we've we've been playing for so long in different bands. So it it's most likely we two hit the stage uh, sometime. Yeah. Like in the 90s, uh, <laughs> in the mid-90s, probably. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that you guys have remained together for so long, too, through various projects and, and, and you know, just striving and keeping going and signing to Napalm. You know, it's, it's huge. That's, that's, that's amazing. And it's really, really cool. That must have been quite the kinship that you guys have gone through all these years. And you got probably hammered out all those early fights early <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, actually, I can't remember that many fights. So, so I get to, to know Frederick in 86. Uh, wow. so we've been uh, tagging along for a long time, uh, and played in like, like numerous projects, numerous music projects. So it was, uh, like when we, we started War Effect, it was, uh, the way to go, so to speak. It was obvious, or uh, yeah, that we would do something together. So it, it's really funny. It, we, we did this uh, and it went, went on to be, to, to become something something a little more 
and signing with Napalm is obviously uh, a very good uh, token of appreciation. <laughs> Absolutely, and approval too, yeah. 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 Uh, who picked up the in- instrument first, you or Frederick? I think we did it uh, at the same time. We started to play the guitar. Uh, like in Sweden, we have a very uh, supportive government. So we start usually start to play an instrument and are introduced to music in, at, a, at a very early age. So like when you go to first class, uh, you get introduced to music and you, you are, uh, you're having music on the, uh, like a, not, not every day, but once a week at least. And you, uh, uh, you're supported by the government as, as you go on, uh, because you, you have music in the school. You also have, uh, a public music school, which is supported by the government where, where, Lots of people go, and after that, you have financial support to start musical projects like uh, uh, starting a band. So then they give you money to to rehearse and to 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 projects. It's 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 super supportive, and that's probably why so many bands are coming from Sweden because we're only now we're ten million people, but still a very small country or or to the population. Uh, in regards to the population, so so that's probably why because we we are introduced to to music and all of the years uh, as we grow up we are supported by the government to, to keep on playing music and doing stuff. Um, but so, so me and Frederick we started uh, at school playing guitar uh, and then uh, we went to the public uh, music school playing guitar as well. And uh, very very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, I, I, being from Montreal, um, I think it's interesting that you know Montreal is such a, you know, there's a pinnacle cities for for metal out there. Sweden, Gothenburg, you know, is one of them for sure. Montreal for death metal is one of them. There's Florida, there's the you know the the San Francisco Bay Area, but but Sweden being there now, you guys being musicians for so long, going through so many projects. Uh, how do you see the, the Swedish scene as a family? Cause I know here in Montreal, we are a huge family of bands. You know, there's so many bands that have come from Montreal and I get asked that question all the time. Why Montreal? Why does it work? Why are there so many bands? Why is it so extreme whenever I get interviewed? And I sort of have over the years come up with my answer. So that's very interesting that you have your answer for the Swedish scene. Why the Swedish scene? But tell me about growing up in that scene and seeing all these bands succeeding and you guys still hammering on. How was that for you guys? You know, like at the gates, dark tranquility, (laughs) the list goes on and on. Of course. Uh, How was it for you as a young musician growing up in that scene and seeing all your friends and comrades moving on and you guys still almost struggling until now you get signed by a huge label. So when we were growing up, it seemed like everybody was playing in a band. Everybody was playing in a band and everybody was playing in metal. It was super huge when we grew up. So all my friends were playing in bands, metal bands. Uh, and it was like the only way, only way to go, uh, it seemed. And everybody liked metal, everybody played, uh, and everybody struggled, of course. But, but then you have those bands that... Uh, like broke into not, maybe not the mainstream, but but you know grew bigger. Uh, but I I don't know those those people of the Gothenburg scene, unfortunately, uh, not many of them at least. So so but you but you have you know at the gates and in flames, the haunted, dark tranquility, lots of bands 
in the 90s uh, coming from the Gothenburg scene. Uh, but I think those those guys are like if if I would have like an older brother, they would know them because my friends' older brothers know them. Uh, okay. So they're a little bit older than us, and they started earlier, probably, uh, and uh, like paved the way, I would say, f- for other bands. So, so did did it give you guys like hope that that it was more in reach than had it not had been there? So let's say they were all from Finland or something. That did it, you guys when you guys were growing up and writing and practicing and enjoying music? Was it like, oh, this is something that we could do yeah. one day? Because I, I had that feeling yeah. here in Montreal because there was some. I would go to you know Steve's Music Store, which is a classic music store here in Montreal, and I would cross people and I'd be like, oh, that guy's in that band. Oh, oh, you know, he just shops at the same store as me. You know, like absolutely, yeah. So, so it felt more pos- like possible or, or doable, uh, and you met lots of people, you know, who who had signed record deals, and you, you know that mm-hmm. uh, it might be in reach. So, so and then you struggled on because, uh, at least in the early age, uh, as a musician, you you, uh, you tend to to <laughs> hope drives you. Like, yeah, it's possible. We could get signed. You know, they, they got signed. We, we could do it. Come on. <laughs> so so it, it's important, of course, uh, to have that hope and drive to, to move forward. Yeah. And we had it. Yeah. Amazing. That's why, you know, there's so many member changes in extreme music because that hope dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always sad when that happens. But there's always the key warriors that still yeah. believe in it, that keep going. And they're the ones that, that always end up making it. There's, there's always, always a light at the end of the tunnel if you got some hope. Yeah. In. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it is. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's dance back into craft beer. If you could make a war craft beer collaboration with a brewery what style would it be and what would you call it oh since it's i well i'm into to you know apas and ipas but i know Fredrik and man is is maybe not that much into that stuff so they would probably like it to be a lager so it's two against one <laughs> so it probably would be a lager <laughs> but but a craft you could do a hoppy. You could do a hoppy yeah, lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of pilsner, you know, like a craft, craft <laughs> lager, uh, I think. And uh, I have no idea what we would have called it. Uh, well, something with, with war, yes. maybe, or something with... Uh, uh, we, 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 do, we tend to like to, to incorporate uh, the judge, our like mascot uh, guy. So he would probably featured on the label uh, and maybe in the in the name as well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you guys were going to do a release show. Uh, I had this question in mind without even knowing that. But if you could do a release tour, uh, who would you have on that tour to best represent Warfect as a, you know, like to show it to the most amount of people? What bands would you put on that perfect release tour? Oh, well, Napalm do have some bands uh, that would be uh, great to, to tour with, I think, because lab- Napalm as a label, they, they, their roster uh, 
they have like Eval, Warbringer, Nervosa, uh, yeah, lots of you know thrash metal bands that would go pretty well with us, I think. Uh, and uh, obviously, all of those bands are bigger than us because we're like the smallest band on Napalm. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah for now for now yes <laughs> so, so there's that hope the hope is still there i love it <laughs> so so maybe maybe to go do something with them and uh cavalera conspiracy because they're uh, like uh, a huge influence to us from the the sepultura uh, era like late 80s and early 90s uh, that's it would be fantastic to do something with them and they're on Napalm as well. Uh, yeah. It, it probably never, never happens to you because uh, you're very controlled and, and you, you, you know what's going on. But it happens to everyone every once in a while. Uh, what is your hangover cure, Chris? <laughs> oh, hangovers certainly happen to me. Uh, <laughs> I, well, um, actually, I've been, been uh, starting to drink uh, cocoa water. So, so I think because uh, I, I do also uh, trail running, and um, do you very cool? And then I, I uh, like lose a lot of a big amount of water, and I need to to like restore the water balance. And then I do uh, drink some uh, coconut water, and uh, I think that goes very well in, uh, with hangovers as well because you need to restore the balance like with salts with the fluids and uh, other stuff as well so so yeah that would be uh, like uh, my trick anyway i would try it um very very cool I've, I've i've heard it i've heard that one before i haven't tried it but i've heard it and that's very cool trail running that's that's a extreme as extreme as a specter of devastation which came out november 13th via napalm records everyone go listen to it uh everything i've heard from it is absolutely amazing super intense riffing i love it i love it i love it um chris thank you so so much for taking the time having a chat with me about your life about music and of course about craft beer yes i'm very very stoked and uh super stoked to have had you cheers cheers Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Really, really enjoyed my chat with Chris. I really, really, really enjoyed Spectre of Devastation, their new album, which just dropped via Napalm Records. It's a freaking riff show. Go check it out if you haven't. Trust me, trust me, you shall not be disappointed. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, please go and subscribe to it on the podcast platform of your choice. But not only that, you should also take the time to rate it and write a review, because if you do that more people just like yourself will be able to discover the vox and hops podcast vox and hops is brought to you by sound talent media i hope you guys have a beautiful wondrous relaxing holiday season as i mentioned during the intro of this podcast i am looking forward to relaxing i will be back on january 1st and i shall be dropping two epic episodes that's right people two episodes to ring in 2021 and they are both top 10 episodes 
Just like last year, I have enlisted the help of my brother, Ali Pinar of Cryptopsy, Cattle Decapitation, Acurian, and Vengeful, the Vox and Hops alumni, to come and help me pick the top 10 metal albums of 2020. It was super hard this year, but we did it. We got it down, and we shall be announcing those on January 1st on Vox and Hops episode number 216. But not only that, just like last year, I have teamed up with Craig Thorne of the BAOS podcast to hash out the top 10 Quebec microbreweries. Except this year, we are bringing in another Vox and Hops alumni to make this top 10 Quebec episode even better we have enlisted the help of noah forest of beerism.ca that episode will also be dropping on january 1st until then everyone please 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 relax stay safe during this holiday season and most importantly remember to enjoy life metal and craft beer cheers vox and hops heads Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.